everybody, and welcome to another edition of a new Nintendo Podcast XL. I'm your host, Brandon Hoff, and with me is someone who I would dare say is at this point a uh, almost almost a co-host at this point because they've been on the show so uh, so many times at, uh, at this point. Uh, Dylan Flynn, welcome. If a, if a guest is a guest two consecutive times, do they start to become like a like a fill-in co-host? I would I would say and you I mean you've been on the show at least 3 times at this point. I think this is number 4, right? Yeah. Dark Souls, then Animal Crossing, and then the, yeah. Technically you could count the console canon as 3 episodes, but that seems a little unfair. That's more of a one big sort of event. But you were there for the whole yeah. thing, so I consider that a third time. And then, yeah, this would be your fourth. So, welcome back, uh, Dylan. Let's just kind of get into what we're going to be doing. We're going to okay. be these are still on the desk from when I recorded a podcast with our mutual friend Trevor Ickras. So I'm just going to give him a quick jingle jangle. <laughs> jingle jangle. It is that time of the year, so I mean, it's very highly appropriate for that. Uh, mm. we are getting into essentially what is like next year, Nintendo sort of, uh, predictions and rumors. And, um, you came up with a scale on a scale of, uh, one to 64, how likely these things are going to be happening. Uh, yeah. And I would say happening means sometimes coming out and sometimes like being announced, Yep, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll just get right into it. Uh, well, let's not get right into it, because I just wanted to say up top, like, was 2020, I don't think 2020 was a bad Nintendo year, but it was a weird Nintendo it, it year. It was certainly right? a certainly more low-key Nintendo year, because they didn't really have, you know, any kind of showstoppers that I can recall coming out. Like, they, there was no, like, big Mario release, there was no, like, big Zelda. Um, I mean, sure, like, they had the 3D All-Stars pack, but, like... That's it is pretty bare bones as much as I enjoy playing those games. It's not like anything super duper exciting. Uh, I think their big release was going to be uh, Super Mario 3D World coming to Switch, but probably because of COVID, they had to push that out to next year. And yeah, it was just kinda... I have a feel. I have a feeling that the roadmap in December of 2019 for what this year was supposed to look like had some fucking wild things on it, Brandon. Like I have a feeling that COVID and the pandemic and the lockdown and all the disruption of the workflows like radically altered Nintendo's plan for this year. I feel like, you know, Super Mario 3D World port, there's no way they were going to roll into, into Christmas with that. No way. No. I think they had big plans that just got, you know, spaced out yeah definitely i mean if you look back on the mario the super mario like 35th stuff they were planning to start rolling that out around april may and we didn't really get anything till like september so like imagine like that's because of covid obviously so if it had an impact on that on some ports and stuff like that like just imagine like what it did to a lot of other games that were maybe even potentially coming out this year. Um, yeah, it was kind of a weird year. Uh, I mean, they're, it was they're a weird big year for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Uh, their big sort of holiday release was Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity, which although like I'm excited <laughs> to play that game, I don't really know if that was supposed to be, you know, like the big like November game, you know, like last year, like Pokemon came out. And that's a system seller. Oh, sure. But like Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> it's a very specific thing. Yeah. And it's maybe a little less specific than a normal Warriors game because you have the whole like the Breath of the Wild team, you know, help craft the story mm -hmm. and all that stuff going on. But it's at the end of the day, it's still a Warriors game. That's not that's a flavor that is not for everybody, Brandon. Yeah, it's definitely a niche type game. Um and I'm I'm thinking that like a lot of Zelda fans will probably pick it up just because it's Zelda and then maybe play like 
a couple hours and then drop it because it's not there. You'd be like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But conversely, the reason that I wouldn't call it a bad year was because, you know, New Horizons turned into a crazy AAA, like, you know, giant landmark. And it probably would not have had it not been for the pandemic. So, you know, the foul mistress COVID, she taketh away, but she does giveth also. Animal Crossing became such a huge powerhouse because everybody wanted a switch and wanted to play that game because they had nothing else to do. Like they couldn't go outside. I mean, although, they wanted to hang out with their friends. Yeah, exactly. Although I would argue that we really shouldn't be going outside now, but people are just doing it anyways, but that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but I think what we've done here today, Brandon is made a little list. Yep. We did make a list, but I, I in fact, rather than do what I was going to do at the end of the episode, I'll just go ahead and do it now. Oh, exciting. Uh, I'm excited. Dylan, what have, let me just ask you, like, what are some of your, what have been some of your, like, gaming, like, top gaming moments of the year? And, like, what's, like, your, what's your game of the year? New Horizons, it's hard to beat just because of, like, how consumed I became by it. Uh, but I do want to give, like, a special shouty outy to CrossCode, which is, like, an indie uh, action RPG game that's got its its pacing issues and, like, you know, it's a little buggy and a very small team made it, but it has, like, a an act two story turn that had me, like, invested in an, in an RPG story in a way that I had not experienced since I was a teenager, probably. I was so, like, I just cared about everybody. Nice, nice. And then so like Do you ever do you ever care about people, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that I do, maybe even to a fault. Uh I was thinking You it, seem like a very caring fellow. I, I feel like uh sometimes I, I'm too kind to people and maybe I should be more mean, but I don't know if I I feel like I just called you a feller because like I've I've fucked my brain up and I'm <laughs> always somewhat duff, duff Dixon when I'm in front of a microphone now. Yeah, I mean you gotta I don't know. You gotta get lost in the sauce with the character a little bit. I sometimes have a stressed like daymare, a stressed daydream where I'm supposed to be recording like an episode of Hallelujah Monkeys with Trevor, and I can't stop doing the Duff Dixon voice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really good to just like instead of it being Dylan, it's Duff, and then Duff it just does the whole episode with with Trevor. No, Trevor would hate it. <laughs> Nothing would make him less happy. <laughs> That's so good. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, what about you? Uh, Tell I, me, take me through your big game. Give me. Let's go ahead and say Animal Crossing: New Horizons for sure. It's definitely. Right? I would say. I mean, I still play it daily, like for the most part. Uh, it, it was a huge, tremendous like moment. Like I've logged so many hours into that game. Um, and then I would. But what's like your runner-up gaming moment? Oh man, uh, I would say a lot of really, just in general, like a lot of really good like ports and like indie titles came to Switch. Um, <laughs> it's true, like a lot. It's been a real indie machine. Yeah, it's it like it really has, and and I gotta give it to Hades. Uh, I'm not like super duper into roguelikes and stuff like that, uh, but Super Giant, like in my opinion really knocked it out of the park and really got me super invested uh, in the game. And it's definitely one that uh, I'm going to try to finish. My my goal for 2021, Dylan, is, and I sent a list earlier, is uh, I have a list of games that are on my Switch that I've never beaten or in hell of some of them I haven't even played. <laughs> so I have to... <laughs> I, you sent me this list today. It's daunting. Yeah, but I, I, I want to make it a point to quit buying games just because they are on sale and actually play them and beat them. Um, Finish the things that you that you have already. Now, are you giving yourself the option that if you like are genuinely hating something to just say officially, I'm never going to beat this game, I'm stopping because I don't like it? Um, I, I haven't decided if I wanted to just like still like painfully power through some of it uh, if I end up not liking a game. Uh... But I will maybe give myself that option if I if I just end up being like, man, this sucks. Like I'm not having good good time with this, and this time spent is a waste at this point. 
Uh, well, I look forward to hearing updates on this process on this show yeah, throughout I, next year. Yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm thinking about doing sort of like a like an update episode, like at least once a month in regards to it. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna talk about th- potential things that are, that are gonna be happening in 2021, whether it's announced or if it's going to actually come out. Uh, so f- let's, let's get into it, Dylan. Uh, mostly, uh, I mean, it hasn't died down at all, but I think like industries are starting to slowly pick up again. I, I do see Nintendo, um, coming out with some kind of direct possibly because you, you know, they have investors and the investors probably really want to see what it is that they have up their sleeves. So I would say I would give it a 25 out of 64. Where, where are you at Dylan? I'll I'll go. Maybe this is foolhardy of me, but I'll go all the way up to a thirty-six. I feel like there is a chance that like Nintendo shareholders <clears throat> are going to want the company to like signal we're back, baby. You know, especially with like next year going to be the year of Sony and Microsoft. You know, battling it out with these new pieces of hardware and like trying to wow you with their stuff, like. If Nintendo has a hand to show, I could imagine them showing a decent amount of it in in those first four months just to kind of stay in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, but again, thirty six. I think there's just as likely of a chance that we're that the great drought will continue. Yep. Yep. It. Uh, that's. Uh, I I understand. You, you definitely seem a little more optimistic than me. So, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we have the uh, a new Mario sports game. Uh, Dylan, I'll have you go first this time. Where where are you kind of feeling on this? I one? think it's I think it's a lock. This there's a whole dedicated team at Nintendo that only makes these. The last one they made, it's, I guess they're technically a second party. I don't remember their name, but they but the last one they made was tennis, and these are cheap. They're fast. You know they'll want to get a Mario golf game or whatever out. So I'm I I'm gonna go. I'm feeling pretty confident here. I would say. I think that the chances of not getting a Mario sports title next year are slim. Fifty eight out of sixty four that we're getting a Mario sports game next year. Uh, I'll give it a solid thirty two. I think it's a fifty fifty split. I think we could get one. We could not. Um, personally, I I feel like. With with COVID, I think maybe they have a, they probably reprioritized a lot of people to work on something specific. And that's I, a point. And that I, is a point. And I and I'll get into a little bit later uh, uh, on what that is. But I I could maybe see them coming out with a sports game. It definitely wouldn't be a tennis, like you said. It'd be like a golf or maybe like a baseball. Uh, yeah, always a chance that they'll throw something at us we haven't had yet. Yeah, you know, some weird sport that Mario's not yet approached. Yeah, but I, I think it's I think it's a fifty fifty shot. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I have a theory that Mario is not going to be the main focus going into twenty twenty one. Besides, like Super Mario three D World coming out uh, in February, and then Mario's dying. Dylan, I don't know if you know this, but he's going away on March thirty first, twenty twenty one. That's true. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be announce a Nintendo Direct the day before. You're gonna be sitting there waiting for the stream to start, and then it's just gonna be like grainy camcorder footage of Mario <laughs> with a bag on his head, and then Miyamoto is gonna come up behind him with a machete <laughs> and be like. Here's what's on the slate for Nintendo this year, and just saw his head off in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. They said it's time. They're gonna say it's time to move on and focus <laughs> on bigger and brighter things. Knack Four, baby, coming to Switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So next up, we have WarioWare. Uh, I how I'm feeling now is I'm feeling pretty pessimistic about WarioWare because I think the last one to come out was maybe for there was like a WarioWare like collection I think on the 3DS yeah, all the games on the 3DS but by the time that that came out the Switch was already out and like people were clamoring for that and not caring so much for the 3DS and so I don't really know if Nintendo has a whole lot of love for this series 
as much as they did back in the day. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a twenty. Out of what you're saying makes a lot of sense. It also makes me deeply sad. Yeah, because I love these games. Yeah, and I mean Switch hardware would rule for this. Oh, series, it would be the perfect. You know? It would be the perfect system for them to really tap into like the haptic touch stuff and you know even use like the joy con to like do all sorts of crazy stuff and i don't know definitely missed opportunity but that that's i feel like they're just not gonna bother i'll be i'll be a little kinder and say uh, 22 okay okay that's hey that (laughs) but i just i it makes me sad but i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's coming i don't think anybody's working on this i think it's i think there's almost more of a chance that we get another like party mario party this gen mm-hmm. then we get a warrior game which makes me very sad yeah uh or like mario party like dlc for the current one that came out a couple years ago fat chance they'll never support that game there's thanks for your money is what they <laughs> say around super mario party i don't give a shit that's that is true nintendo they'll sell me a dlc pack in the form of another 60 dollar game is what they'll do uh all right so this next one I want you to go first, Dylan. Mother three, <laughs> lo- localization. Where were you? This is like the memeiest thing on this list, right? Absolutely. The internet, it just they want they want this so bad. I could see them doing. Here's how. Here's where I would see mother three localization happening. In the event that we have some kind of big over overhaul for the classic games library this year, mm-hmm. where like. You know, we're gonna we're stopping the Nintendo Switch Online NES and Super NES games, but look at this new system we're launching where you can pay like, you know, this much a month to have these systems or this much a month to have this system. Do like a little Netflix back catalog. It would make so much sense to just like make the internet happy yep. and like hire out a localization team and announce that Mother Three will be localized for the launch of that. So much so that I will go all the way, and this is foolish. This is higher than this number should be. I will go all the way up to sixteen for my prediction. I this is the when this is for me is a when hell kind of freezes over a moment. Like I like like you said, I could see it happening, and this is the only way I could see it happening. It was if Nintendo came out with a sort of net Netflix style, like here are these games from all these different systems that we have, you know, you pay a price per month. And but oh, by the way, Mother Three coming to this service later in today. English for the first time, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and, and and it's not that's not out of Nintendo's realm. They've done that with uh, the first Mother game in the series on the Wii U. They did that, so they've done that. They've done it, and I mean, they you know obviously Square had some success doing it with the with the Mana series, mm-hmm. the Trials of Mana game. Yeah, that did pretty well. Yep. Uh, so I I could. It's possible, but right now I'm I'm at a solid one. I would give this a zero if I could. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean that's fair. <laughs> that's more than fair. Um, Pikmin Four happening or getting announced next year. I, yeah. I I'll give it I'll give it a thirty. Wow, you think? I think so. I think that um they wanted. Maybe maybe they were even working on a Pikmin for uh and for this this year, but be, because of like what happened, uh maybe they were like, well, we also have Pikmin three coming out. Uh, let's let's just kind of focus on that for now, and then keep working plugging away on Pikmin four. Yeah, so I do I do definitely think that it it's possible. I know that uh, Miyamoto loves the series. Uh, and it certainly has its fans, um, but it's not a it's not a huge seller. Not everybody no. not everybody likes Pikmin, so I could understand that there's a hesitancy for them to really keep working on it. Um, but I, at the very least, I feel like they would maybe maybe say something about it, like maybe announce it, uh, if not release it. So I I'm feeling a little optimistic on it. So I. I, I, like I said, solid thirty. That's that's where I'm f- sitting. I think the, I think the famous quote where Miyamoto is like, "Pikmin Four is almost done." I think that happened <laughs> back at the end of the Wii U 
console mm-hmm. era. Yep. And, you know, not hide nor hair since. My understanding was that the Pikmin 3 port did very badly. Um, it, it did not sell super well, no. So I, I'm feeling pessimistic, I guess. I hate to be gloomy Gus here, but I have this, like, lingering feeling that Pikmin 4 is canceled or close to being canceled, and we might not see that series for a very long time, like the way that, like, you know, Advanced Wars or F-Zero disappears. Mm-hmm. We, maybe we'll see Pikmin disappear. I'm not willing to go too low, but I'll go at, like, a 8. Okay. 8 that we hear anything about Pikmin 4 next year. Okay. Uh, rumored Fire Emblem 1 remake. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts on this I think being that the, a possibility? I think that this, I think that this rumor came from like a, a listing that was put up and, and taken back down or something. I can't quite remember where this came from. Yeah, I think it was. I think this and the next thing were both from like an online seller put up a title and, and then took it back down. That doesn't always mean anything, obviously. Yep. Um, but I do think this would make a, a lot of sense for the next step after three houses, because you're like, suddenly, you know, Fire Emblem isn't just the meme about how too many of its characters are in Smash, although they are. Yep. Uh, now you've got like a much bigger player base for the series, and you know obviously you can you can crank out a remake in the same uh engine much faster than starting from scratch and a remake of the first one with like you know a gussied up script mm-hmm. would be a smart move when you got all these new eyes on the on the the series so it definitely makes a lot of sense and then you got the whole listing thing i'll go all i'm feeling a little generous i'll go 40 i'll go all the way up to 40 i'll i'll give it a solid 40 as well just because like people don't seem to realize like how much like the western audience like loves fire emblem um you know certainly it is certainly like a niche like game but with such as like three houses was such a huge huge success um, all the three built all a lot th- of bridges. Yep. Built a lot of bridges. Three houses did a lot of the the 3ds ones, uh, with one exception, uh, are like just like stone cold classics that people love. Um, and you know, I think love for the series has only grown in the past decade, and so it wouldn't surprise me if they came out with a a remake of the first one, especially because they just put the first one on the Switch. And they have like yeah. a really nice like collection, like a collector's edition that you can get for like fifty bucks. Um, and so, for them to go back and be like, okay, now you played the original version of it. Here's this like crazy, you know, souped up version with all like uh, all these uh, improvements that we've put into the series in the past. So it wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they came out with that. Uh, yeah, so I'm sitting. I'm sitting with a forty. If I'd be a day one purchase for me. Oh yeah, I'd pick it up in a heartbeat. Definitely, definitely. Um, rumored Pokemon Master Collection. Now, what this is is the rumors that they're uh, they're going to come out with this collection. It has like Pokemon Red. Or in blue, gold, and silver, and I think like the third gen games as well. Um, Ruby and Sapphire. It's in, in their original forms, so like what they were on, on Game Boy, in this one big collection. Um, I feel like this is something Nintendo and Game Freak would do. I'm I'm feeling like I'm feeling a fifty on this, Dylan. I think. They would do it, and it would be just about as bare bones as the Super Mario 3D All Star Collection <laughs> would be. That being said, I'm I'm about to put on my clown makeup because I would buy this because I like all those games and I like to ha- <laughs> I, to have them all on my Switch would be great. See, Nintendo, they are smart because people like me will just keep buying remakes instead of them putting their library up 
uh, online, they're they're just gonna like resell me the same game over and over separately, and my dumbass is still gonna buy them. So, and I definitely see them doing something like this. So I'm I'm feeling a fifty on it. This reeks of Game Freak and Nintendo, right? This just like this just reeks of something <clears throat> they would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the least essential thing they could do because these games are like so easy to emulate so readily available on fairly recent platforms i i imagine they would do some kind of dumb now it's now it works with pokemon home yep thing yep right yeah that seems like it's a no-brainer but the but the i don't know that i would buy this if it was any more than I'd like to spend twenty dollars tops on this, <laughs> and I think there's no way that they would sell it to me for that. No. I think this would be a forty dollar dollar title for sure. Oh, yeah, and like the the chances of me wanting to get it at that price are pretty. But I but the chances of it happening, oh boy, pretty high. I would say, I guess I'll say forty two, just because. I mean, again, this just came from like somebody put it up on a on a online webs on a store yeah. front for a second and took it back down so but yeah i mean like it definitely makes total sense with everything i know about game freak that they would be doing something like this yep and there's also the rumored uh diamond and pearl remakes i'm i'm feeling a little less optimistic on this one dylan and and here's why because fans have been wanting remakes of these games for ye- for years at, at, at this point uh they are 14 year old games and so they're they're certainly due for for some remakes um the last pokemon remake was pokemon let's go eevee and pokemon let's go pikachu which were essentially remakes of the first uh pokemon games which fine those games are good they're classics don't necessarily know if we needed a third remake but fine um that being said, I don't really know if Game Freak wants to keep going that route, especially because what what their money makers are are people who are really nostalgic about Pokemon. So like that's why they made that Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu because yeah. it's Gen One. A lot of people our age are super nostalgic for it, uh, and they can like show their kids about like pokemon that they played when they were kids or whatever i don't see the same nostalgia necessarily for gen 4 or Sinnoh. now me personally those are some of my favorite pokemon games of all time i i love diamond and pearl and i i that would be a day one purchase but i don't know if the world at large wants that a certain sect of the fan base wants it but i just don't know if game freak would see it as a potential money maker and that might just be something that they pass by. So right now I'm, I'm feeling a 20 on it and that's where I'm at. Um, okay. So the source of this rumor was this leaker Kilios FR, uh, who's a who specifically post Pokemon leaks. I think the, their big hit was that they like correctly predicted the March Pokemon direct and some of the things that were announced in it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just said, stop complaining, you'll have your remakes in November next year. And he didn't say, or they, I guess, didn't say uh, Diamond and Pearl remakes, that's all they said. Um, so, first of all, you gotta say this is just like the word of one purported leaker yep. who could have had a lucky hit or could just be making shit up. They didn't say Diamond and Pearl remakes necessarily, although the stop complaining part definitely sounds like it's it's you know, targeted to the fan base being irritated that they have not gotten the Diamond and Pearl remake so far. Yep. I guess I'm feeling a little bit more, like, optimistic than you are. I guess I would probably go no higher, though, than a 30 on this. Yep. I mean, it, it's definitely something that could happen, but it I don't feel hopeful for it, to be honest. So that that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um Mario Kart Nine. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you go first this round. What do you? How are you feeling about them releasing a Mario Kart Nine? Given and let me ask you, 
this is on with the fact that Mario Kart 8 on the Switch is uh, has been a system seller and is one of the still like the top bought games like on the Nintendo Switch. It is the best selling game on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, and also mentioning that Mario Kart Home Circuit, which just came out this year, the RC car enabled uh, AR Mario Kart game, was not actually developed by the Mario Kart team. Mm-hmm. It was developed with input from them, but not their direct oversight. And I think the last thing we got from the Mario Kart team was ARMS. Uh, so they've been doing something since then. Yep. Um, there has been, there have been mutterings and whispers and occasional like leakers saying that it's coming. Uh, I think that like it's possible that, that Mario Kart 9 is something that doesn't happen until the next gen or the next half gen, if we're going to get into that, uh, I guess I guess I there's a there's a world in which Mario Kart 9 is the big holiday game in 2021. There is a world in which that is the a thing. I don't think it's a likely world that we're living in. I'll I'll say 12. I'll say there's a ch- a 12 and I'll go all the way up to a 18 that it gets announced. Mm-hmm. I think that at most, it is something that may get announced, but not released in 2021. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a solid 15 on it, be because I'm a, I, I feel like Mario Kart 8 was made for the Wii U, and so we don't really have a proper like Switch Mario Kart. Sure, they ported it over. And added a few bells and whistles, and that's all well and good, and it's a fucking great game. Yeah. But it's not a new Switch developed Mario Kart. So if we hear anything about it, it's definitely going to be released in like 2022, maybe maybe late 2021, and at most it'll be it'll be announced. But I don't. I don't have super high hopes for it, but I do think that it, it is certainly possible. So 15. Um, there's also that rumor. There's also that rumor. I don't know that it ever came from anywhere credible yeah. that like the idea for the new Mario Kart was to give it the smash brothers treatment and like have every stage that's ever appeared in a Mario Kart game in it. Um, if they did do that and pulled that off, that would be, Oh my God, they would sell insane amounts of that game yep, absolutely if they definitely went the, the route that they're doing with smash brothers where like smash brothers is it's out and it's just going to be supported um for a long time at this point um if they went that route that certainly would make them just boatloads of cash um but you kind of brought this up a little bit but Let's go into the Switch Pro. Now, the Switch Pro has been something that's been highly rumored for the last couple years. Like, since the Switch. Yeah, two years they've been saying Forbes and Business Insider and everybody. Yeah, like, a lot of a lot of people are saying that, like, there's, there's going to be a Switch Pro. Like, it's going to come. Like, don't worry, Nintendo has put in trademarks and stuff. And that's something that they always do. Like they always trademark stuff, like trademark all sorts of stuff and then end up just not doing anything with it. But like it's been trademarked. Um, they've talked about it. I'm going to say I'm, I'm pretty, I'm feeling a little hopeful on this one, Dylan. It's the, as a switch at this point, it turns f- four in March. So it's already been out for, for four years at this point. It needs some sort of like, technical upgrade to kind of keep up with with the big boys with with the ps5s and the the xbox series x or whatever um so i think that i'm gonna give this a solid 45 that they will announce it and maybe even at the end of the year have it for for the holiday season um so yeah that that's where i'm at I think uh, I think the plan has not changed 
even with COVID. I think the plan was always to wait until after the holidays and after Sony and Microsoft had their release windows. And then quarter one or quarter two uh, of 2021 announce and then very quickly release the Switch Pro as the hardware option uh, going into the second half of that year. I think they want to do it early, get their supply chains together, give everybody a chance to get the system if they want to upgrade or if they want to start there. I, I think this is super, super likely to happen next year. I will go all... I think this is all but guaranteed to happen next year, Brandon, just yep. based on like... Everything we've heard, the chances of getting to the end of 2021 and not having the the Switch Pro on shelves, I, I almost can't fathom it. I will go the full 64 that this is happening. Yep. I And I the other thing is I don't know exactly what we're going to see in terms of upgrade. I think obviously it's going to still play every this, everything the Switch plays. It's not going to be a full console generation. It's going to be a half console generation upgrade. I think 4K is all but sure to be a thing on it. Uh, and then from there... Uh, I mean, I don't know. they're already experimenting with, with cloud gaming, so it wouldn't surprise me if they also really tap into that a little bit more. Um, wouldn't shock me like they've already they've done that with like several games over in japan and they have that like here with with the uh, control um it seems to run fairly well as long as you have a stable like internet connection um so yeah i mean i definitely could see them really going down that road with that as well um i think they'll do a redesigned joy con mm -hmm. for it those will work with the old base models too if you get them and that will be like their official solution to Joy-Con drift yep. is that we fixed it. Yeah, which it is doesn't happen on the new one. They've they've been highly silent about it. They will let people still send them in for free. Like I sent a bunch in this year to get them fixed, and it's fine. But they're just like there hasn't when people are like, so what are you guys like gonna do so that this this doesn't happen in the future? And they're like, I don't. They just don't say anything. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me with some more improved Joy-Cons for the new system. Metroid Prime 4, which was announced I want all the way back in 2017 during the Nintendo's E3. Yeah, the first Switch E3. It is December 23rd, 2020, and... We have heard neither hide nor hair. Well, we heard at the beginning of 2019, you'll remember, <laughs> that things are not going well. Oh. Sorry, we're <laughs> taking it off of the imminent release schedule. We're hiring new people. Sorry. That's what we heard. Yep, and they eventually they, they went to Retro Studios, who um, made the previous Prime games as well as worked on the Donkey Kong Country like Tropical Freeze and Donkey Kong Country Returns games and stuff like that. Right. They were like, originally they didn't go through them, but then they were like, oh, well, we're going to go through them. And now they keep having to hire people <laughs> to work on this game. They, they, keep, <laughs> they keep, there's postings for like, oh, be this XYZ person for the upcoming Metroid game. Like we're looking for this person. And it, it seems like every several months there's a new listing or they're looking for somebody to work on this game. So chances of this coming out, I'm going to say it's a solid one for me. Chances that it will, they will get some more official news on it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give that a solid 20 out of 64. I I'm totally aware of the job listing wrinkle, you know, that every now and then they'll be like, we're looking for a new head producer or like we're looking for a new AI developer. Uh, the amount you can read into that in terms of where they are in development, that's a little hard to say, yeah. you know. Uh, so, you know, I can't take that as part and parcel that they're that they're years and years off or whatever. But I do think 
it would make a lot of sense for them to set a date or set a year towards the end of this year Mm -hmm. as like Metroid Prime 4, look, it's back. Maybe a sizzle reel, probably no gameplay, but maybe a sizzle reel and then like coming, you know, 2022. I could, that makes a lot of sense as like a way to to end off a late year direct. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. I will go as high as third thirty-two on that. <laughs> that's that's pretty optimistic. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll wait. We'll have to just really see on uh, what happens. I mean, I, you know, hope Nintendo they tend to really surprise us. So I mean, anything like could happen with them. Okay, we're we're getting down to the wire, but we got a couple more here. New the big boys, new the big boys up ahead. Three D Mario. I, I'll I'll let you go first, Dylan. Um, so here's some things that we know. We know well. We don't know, but we're we're almost certain based on like everybody in the industry leaking this that the original idea for a Super Mario, a robust Super Mario Odyssey DLC had had gotten had grown to the point that they decided no this is just going to be the next 3D Mario game. Uh so we're not going to do a big DLC for Odyssey. We're just putting that team on making this game. We know that. Um we also know that uh Super Mario Odyssey released in October of 2017. Yep. Um so let's say that the the dev cycle for Odyssey, what is now Odyssey Two, starts around that same time. Um, that means we're looking at uh, going into the fourth year of development on on an A title and a title that does not sh- would not be sharing a team with too many other projects. <sighs> Okay, I think that there is a chance that this is Nintendo's big holiday game. I think that the chance that it is Nintendo's big holiday game is diminished significantly than if COVID year had not just happened. I think if COVID year had not just happened, I think there's a possibility we would have been, we would have had a little swapsy swapsy and be playing Breath of the Wild 2 right now and looking forward to play Odyssey 2 next year. Yep. I think there's a chance that that was going to be the plan. I would say there's still a chance that it's that it's a game that comes out next year. I don't feel very strongly about it, though. I would go, I'll say like 12, but I do think there's a high chance that the next 3D Mario game gets announced and we know what it is next year. Yep. I definitely think that's a chance. Uh I'll go I'll go up to 38 on that. I'll give it a little over 50% of a shot that that happens. I'll say that I'm going to give it as far as, far as a, a release goes. I'm giving that a 5 because I really don't think that they're going to focus a whole lot on Mario um this upcoming year due to the fact that 2021 is the 35th year of, of Zelda as a series. And I really think they're going to really hone in on that much like they did on the 25th anniversary of, of Zelda. Uh, when they, that they went super hog wild and released, uh, skyward sword that year during the holidays. Um, so, as far as it coming out, I don't I don't see it coming out until twenty twenty two. But I I do agree with you. I think that there's a very high probability that they will announce a new Mario game. So I would give that all the way up to a forty. That if they have like a big E three direct, like that's gonna be like what they did with Breath of the Wild uh, two. Like at the end, they're gonna just be like, oh, and here's this, and it's like Super Mario Odyssey two or like right right like coming in 2022 like i would say 40 out of 64 of them announcing it but a, a five 
coming of it coming out. I just I don't I don't see it coming out. I think it might have been in the cards once upon a dream, yep. but I think that things have been disrupted and it's 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 moving out. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and that brings us to our final, uh, our final one on this list, Breath of the Wild Two. Now, they announced this E three, twenty nineteen. That's right. And a sequel to Breath of the Wild is now in development. What are the words that they use? Yep. If memory serves. Yep. And they even showed they had a whole trailer, like in it, it was very very cool. They have since gone on record to this year when they did a direct on uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. They did say that they are still working on Breath of the Wild 2, but that it still weighs off in development and that there is no release date at this time. That being said, 2021, like I said, 35th anniversary of Zelda. They, they're they going to need a real big holiday game. And with how successful that Breath of the Wild was, like it was to the point where that game sold more than even the Nintendo Switch itself. Like that's how good uh, the sales were for that game. Uh, I I see them releasing it in in holiday Christmas like 2021. That's so I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to give it a solid 64. 64 out of 64 that they are going to release it in holiday 2021. They'll have a, a a more bigger like trailer out in regards to it sometime around maybe like the summer E3 season and they will announce the release date as like December 2021 and uh, maybe they'll have like other like Zelda stuff because it's the 35th year, and yeah, yeah, I, I that's that's where I'm gonna lay all my chips. I think I really do think it's gonna be something that they're gonna have for us next year. I really do think that in 2019, Brandon, I think the plan was Breath of the Wild two late quarter one new Super Mario 3D game holiday mm-hmm. for 2021. I genuinely think that was the roadmap for this year. You know, let's do all of our Zelda anniversary stuff in the first half of the year, whatever ports and whatnot we're going to do, you know, new Amiibo and whatnot. Uh, and then and then Breath of the Wild 2, and then we'll do Mario in the latter half. I think if, if Breath of the Wild 2 is not the holiday game this year or is not coming this year this in 2021 knock the number down on all of these other things significantly yeah because that to me means nintendo is fucked like the 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 development cycle of nintendo got fucked so hard that this got pushed out another year i think they're in in some deep water if that's the situation um I do think that's a possibility. I don't think it's a very good possibility. I'll say 58. I feel pretty strongly that this is going to be the, the holiday game this mm-hmm. year. And and again, if it's not, then it me it, it, that has big, bad implications for Nintendo. Absolutely. I But I think Nintendo, like, they managed to weather the, the storm of, of, of the Wii U era. Um, I got it. Like, that was easily like, their worst sort of, like time as as a company and they managed to get through that and you know come back with this super duper successful system that everybody in the world has or or is wanting to get one i mean at this point it's it's outsold or it's very close to outselling the wii um i haven't looked at numbers but it's it's up there as one of the best selling consoles of all time already right and it's gearing up to have an insane Christmas too. Yeah, like people are still buying this system, <laughs> even though there were super like there weren't any like crazy crazy big releases this year, um, that were system sellers. People still wanted, with the exception of Animal Crossing, I'd say that that would be the one exception. But that's more of a stars aligning kind of moment because, like you said, I don't we don't it probably wouldn't be nearly as successful if it weren't for COVID. No. no. 
Yeah. Um, if lockdown hadn't happened, this year would have been really different. Different things would have come out, but also Animal Crossing wouldn't have been nearly the moment that it was. Yep, exactly. So, uh, with that exception, you know, like this year was just a really weird Nintendo year. No real directs. Uh, one. While we're in while we're in Breath of the Wild two territory and talking thirty fifth anniversary though. Yeah. What are some things you would imagine might crop up during a 35th anniversary of Zelda Direct? It, what are some things you could imagine them saying, you know, here's some of the things that are coming out? Uh, I would say that in addition to Breath of the Wild 2, they are going to port... Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time from the 3DS to the Switch. I don't, I don't know. Imagine that would be super hard. The granted, you wouldn't have the 3D effects, but like the games look great, um, and it probably would play super fine on Switch. So, ports of probably classic Zeldas, maybe uh, a Skyward Sword remake, uh, yeah. which has been rumored as well. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they made that for Switch as well. Um, and then otherwise, like, I don't know, maybe there's, like, some special collect like collector's editions of stuff that you can get. Maybe they will port, like, all the Game Boy Zeldas to the Switch in, in one, like, weird master collection. Like, they, their Pokemon's rumored to do. Um, Do you think there's some chance of getting like a weird, the way that Super Mario 35 was a weird like Nintendo Switch Online exclusive, you know, doing some kind of a weird, I don't know, Four Swords nonsense I, thing? I think I think so. I think like they could even maybe even go all the way back to the first Zelda and do like a similar situation that they did with Super Mario 35 where same concept but it's like you go through each dungeon and you try to clear the dungeons um and then at the same time like you're fighting against 34 other players and i right, i could right. i could see something like that happening or even yeah like you said maybe maybe four swords comes back and it's online and you can play with either friends or randos um and that could be something that they could do any chance, any chance that we might get some kind of a Zelda maker? I would say that that's a slim chance, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I know that like people are interested in that kind of product, so I, I can't imagine that Nintendo hasn't talked about it um, especially when, when Link's Awakening, when that remake came out, they came out with like a dungeon maker and I mean, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, it's not really like a super intuitive thing. Like it's, no. it's kind of half-assed, but like maybe they'll take another crack at it and just be like, that is something Nintendo likes to do, right? Hide weird, like prototype versions of things they're going to do for real later yep. in games. That's something they definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they always like to do that and then just be like, well, Hey, remember this thing from this game? Well, now it's its own thing. Uh, so yeah, I could, I could definitely see them maybe doing that, but that, that'd be a pretty low, low thing on my list. I think if I was going to make a separate list of like, what are some things that the, the, uh, links awakening remake, or sorry, the yeah, Link's Awakening remake uh, uh, team might be working on since then. Uh, I would say that that that's one of them mm -hmm. for sure. And then another one would be like uh, maybe an Oracle series remake. They might just decide, hey, that Link's Awakening engine that we have, we could just remake the the Oracles games in it. I. I think that's possible as a thing that we might see uh, in the future. Maybe not this year, maybe next year. Maybe it was supposed to be this year, but it's getting bummed. Uh, I also think that that, unfortunately, that engine kind of sucks, too. Yeah, and it has a lot of frame rate issues and stuff that they haven't really, they just, like, never addressed. Um, 
or like patched out or anything. And so I, as I, I, I like it as in the way it looks like aesthetically, but I don't know, like because of the frame rate issues, like if they're going to be willing to go through that route, I think they will port most stuff to switch, maybe Skyward Sword remake and breath of the wild Two coming holiday 2021 any, any chance that we might see uh, something new from or a sequel to cadence of hyrule um probably not just because they came out with that dlc this year and came out with like a physical release of that game right, uh, right. and that was just this year and so i don't think not a huge team yeah i obviously. i don't think that they would do that again However, Nintendo's been doing really like interesting stuff with their IPs and letting like other people like kind of take the wheel and do stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're like and also we have this this separate team developing this like interesting Zelda rhythm links crossbow training game um and it's coming soon or whatever like uh, it wouldn't surprise me in that in that regard, but it's another thing that I kind of have low expectations of. Uh, I think it would make a lot of sense for them to make that little game and watch that they made mm-hmm. for the thirty fifth Mario that plays uh that plays Super Mario Brothers. Like remake that thing in green, yep, and put it out with with Zelda one on it. Mm-hmm. That makes. That's a no-brainer De- to me. Definitely. And I definitely see them doing something like that. Like something more along the lines of maybe what they wanted to do with Mario 35, but they couldn't because of COVID. And so yep. Yep. I feel like they're going to really go all out with this, uh, assuming like they'll be able to. I mean, we'll. Okay. One more, one more heat ranking of a thing that could happen for the 35th. Okay. Do you think we might get another Zelda series character in Smash? Yes. I I do. I I it I don't know who it would be because at this point we have I mean we Ganon. we have we have Gandorf, we have Zelda, we have l- several iterations of Link. Um Yep. We have Zelda uh, and and Sheik as a separate character, I could see, you know, them putting maybe like Impa or Tingle. <laughs> I I don't know about Tingle, honestly. <laughs> I I definitely. I mean, I don't know, not Tingle. Um, but it definitely would be like somebody like Impa or within that like sort of realm of characters. I, Midna, Midna, maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean Midna, or uh, I mean, I don't. The happy mask salesman, <laughs> maybe. Um, you know what I've long wanted them to add, Brandon. What, what? You might know this about me, but I really want them to add a Pona, and you just have a horse, and you just fucking <laughs> running around the stage and just trump just trampling people, biting them and jumping on them and stuff. No, that would actually be really cool. It'd be extremely funny. Uh, that's like would that would be some a real like left field pick, and I feel like Nintendo does that sometimes. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they did something crazy like that. But I don't. I have a feeling it's gonna be more like a like an Impa type character that they would go. Impa seems like the safest bet to me. Yeah, like that's that's what they would do. Yeah, Dylan, we have made it to the end of the show uh yeah homie but before we go kind of in line with what i asked you earlier uh what was maybe the most surprising nintendo thing to happen to you this year right yeah most surprising nintendo thing to happen to me this year well um i probably probably honestly the most like my most unexpected uh, Nintendo experience of the year was uh, getting getting my child to to learn how to like swim around and jump 
in Mario 64 uh, on my RetroPie. I just like booted it up and I was like, see, the stick makes him run. Look, this one makes him jump. And she was like, you know, she figured it out. That was probably like the most surprising Nintendo moment for me this year. That is extremely wholesome and is going to totally beat what I'm going to say. Uh, because mine is just when they just like shadow dropped the, the trailer for uh, Paper Mario, the newest Paper Mario game. Oh, uh, that was a that was a crazy moment. And then they're yeah. just like, oh, and it's out in two months. Like Nintendo's been doing that stuff a little bit more uh, this year, um, in the absence of um, like full on directs. It's just like here's mm-hmm. here's this, and it's coming relatively soon. And so I think stuff like that, but that specifically was maybe one of my. I was I will say I was pretty shocked. To see that they're that we're getting a new Pokemon Snap, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, that was another kind of big, kind of big moment. What the fuck? Who'd have thought? How long has it been? It's been like twenty, like twenty been? years since the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I would have bet money that we were just done. Yeah, that we were done with Pokemon Snap. We'd never hear those words again. No. Maybe a port, maybe. Yeah, at most a port, which it did get ported to the Nintendo uh, to the Wii. Um, but yep. that was the kind of the last, and that was well over 10 years ago at this point. Uh, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on the show and being a part of the new Nintendo Podcast XL family at this point. Happy to come. Happy to come on. I love you, buddy, I'm, and, and I hope that we both can look forward to a much better year next yeah, year. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. I, I have a feeling like Nintendo's going to really bounce back, and it's going to be... They have some of their years where like not a whole lot goes on, and I think like we're... We're due for a really good year, and I see them coming out with uh, just some real bangers. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you? So they can find me, if they want to listen to my show, uh, Play It By Ear with Duff Dixon, they can go to piby.info to catch up on that crazy show that I do where I play a 20-billion-year-old time traveler from East Texas who's has weekly adventures and plays music uh or they can find me on my uh successful gorillas podcast with my co-host trevor ickrath hallelujah monkeys uh hallelujahmonkeys.com with a z by the way because it's gorillas and they spell their name with a z hallelujahmonkeys.com if you want to check that out and you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Dylan Flynn, D-I-L-L-O-N, not D-Y-L-A-N. That's it. Also, uh, they have a show, uh, Pretentious, uh, that both him and Trevor do that uh, is talks about like sort of the music over the like last 10 years, particularly like stuff that came out in 2010 and like stuff that was ranked very highly on on pitchfork's website and the caveat is now if the if the album was to get re-released if the album would get bumped up to a 10 and they actually bet real money uh we do on that and i gotta say one of my favorite shows that they've done i highly also recommend uh play it by year uh one of my highlights of the week is getting on uh mixler.com on sundays and Listening Always to so the show. Fun. You've been on the show. You play a character on the show as well. Yep. So you've been on as yourself and as as a character you play. So fans of this show should check it out for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at brnhoff. Uh, that's where you'll find news about this show as well as another thing that I do called uh, the Children's Television Workshop. I just did a uh, 2020 kind of special it's uh, in the show reel. You can find that on Mixler.com slash CTW radio show, as well as I'm adding more stuff to the, the show reel. Uh, right now I have an episode, uh, a couple episodes added, Machine Girl and uh, Dark Tones both on there. Going to be putting up a, uh, a restream of the Car Seat Headrest episode that I did with Trevor Ickrath, so that should be coming within a week or, or two. Sick. Otherwise, um, until next time. I've been Brandon Hoff. And I've been Dylan Flynn. I still do not have a sign-off for this show. And I don't know when I will. (laughs) Bye. How about... Oh, wait. I got one for you. Can I give you a sign-off? Yeah, no. Go for it. Okay. I'll... 
you say I've been Dylan Flynn, and I'll say I've been Brandon Hoff, so you can hear how it would be if you said it, okay? Okay. I've been Dylan Flynn. And I've been Brandon Hoff, and we don't have one more thing for you. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, that's, that's good. not bad. That's good.